今年もこのスーパージュニアこの俺ショートいや俺たち新日本ジュニアと一緒にしびれを追うんで Hello and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone,、uh, except for those of you who wear a mask and don't cover your nose. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> My name is, come on, doing that is just like going to the toilet and only washing one of your hands. It doesn't. Anyway, my name is Luke. <laughs> I am your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as always, is Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy, and hello, Luke. And I am proud to say that not only do I wear my mask over my nose, but I also wash both of my hands and one and sometimes one of my feet when I go to the bathroom. <laughs> I don't wash my pinkies. I don't know why. No, <laughs> It, it's hard to breathe. That's why. <laughs> yeah. So we are a never open, a never open podcast. Yes, we are. We are a New <laughs> Japan Pro Wrestling podcast. And we have naughty language sometimes.、Uh, you might have、uh, noticed that in the intro already. But be aware of that for the rest of the show. <laughs> All the time. All the time. Giving those disclaimers when I can. And my wife has brought a parcel in for me, which I won't be opening until after this show. So、oh、it's going to fucking stare at me the entire time. Thank you, Charity. Maybe you yeah, can, like, you get- rustle it around while I'm talking and, and then drink a bunch of times, like, all at the same time. <laughs> What do you think? I was thinking of ways I could kind of inch over there and kind of grab. No, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we are a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast. And tonight, where, or today, or this morning, or whenever this is in your ear holes, we're going to be covering nights six and seven of both World Tag League and the best of the Super Juniors.、Uh, so, yeah,、uh, I've got a little. Gimmick, I want to bring up to you、oh. in just a moment. Okay. All right. It's、uh, a little dumb, and I wasn't sober when my wife and I were riffing on this, but I still think it's a good idea, and I think,、uh, I think I'll think、uh, i yeah, I don't know if you saw that tweet, but、uh, I tweeted out earlier in the week that I had a,、uh, a secret gimmick for today's show, and I wasn't telling Mr. Andy, so、uh, I don't know if you saw that tweet, or this is a total surprise for you right now. I, I did not, because. Unfortunately, getting up at 4 30 to watch New Japan just isn't in the cards for me. Like, I've tried it like three times and botched it every time. So, Luke has been covering Twitter every night, morning, whatever, for, the, for all these tournaments. So, first of all, I appreciate that. And, you know, I, I don't know, but I bet your gimmick isn't little. <laughs> don't ask my wife. Now, <laughs> <laughs> it may not be the size of Yoshihashi's gimmick, but I mean, you know, who's this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man, I don't know where I am. All right, so before we start, there are ways you can contact us. Very professional here at the Never Open Pod. You can contact us on the Tweety. I'm at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Andy is at Drusifer Tweets. It would make it so much easier if you changed it to Mr. Andy, but he won't because it'll make it easier on me and fuck me. And you could also email us if you wish. Uh, neveropenpod at gmail.com. So, those are all the ways you can contact us. I do believe,、uh, Mr. Andy, we did get contacted. Do we want to do that now or later? Well, you just brought something up. I mean, did we drop this gimmick thing that you just mentioned? I mean, no, I, no, no. 
Well, which that, would that's, that, I, that's coming up. Okay, that's well then, up. well we then, stop. well tag league. Well, let's do our email then first. So, it's you know, teasing. We have folks. Well, it is kind of te- you're teasing me with your gimmick. <laughs> it better be good now. <laughs> <laughs> that was tremendous. Well, okay, so you know we have this email address, which, as Luke mentioned, is neveropenpod at gmail.com. and uh, we are starting a mailbag segment. But the thing is, is that you know, just like all these other podcasts, I mean, we're different. We're different than everybody else because. Our listeners don't want to email. They want to email a voice message, which you absolutely can do. Every single one of you that's listening to this has a voice message function on your phone, and you can export that and share it just like anything else, and you can email us your own voicemail, and then that way we can play it on the show and answer your questions or just listen to you talk about our gimmicks, whichever one it is. So so today we we did receive a voicemail. Are you ready for this, Luke? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited actually. Okay, here we go. Let's hear this voicemail from a certain listener who will identify himself. Hey guys, finally getting around to giving you guys a holler. This is uh, Dave Howard here. Um, I guess I do my best wrestling thinking in the car. I'm actually on my way to pick up dinner right now. But my question, and it's still a question, a few weeks later here is, why is chaos? Is it just so the good guys can have a faction? Because they don't really <laughs> act like a faction other than, hey, this is a group of guys that when I need a tag team partner, I'm going to pick one of them. That seems to be all that chaos is. Is it just a face faction for the sake of having a face faction? I don't really get it, and I'm hoping you guys can shed some light on it. You know, you're not like LIJ or the Bullet Club that has each other's backs all the time and whatever, and the guy's getting jumped. You know, nobody ever comes to their rescue or – plots or schemes or whatever with them. I don't know. Maybe you guys can help me with this. Thanks. So there is his question, Luke. His question is, why is chaos? I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to answer my, my, here's my answer. Okay. And then we'll let you give your answer. Cause you're actually a little more educated on, on chaos. And I am, you, you did the, uh, you know, background on chaos and the episode that we did. And, uh, which by the way, that is in the archives are factions episodes that we did covering all the factions of new Japan. And my answer is this, is that, you know, I, you guys don't know who John Cena is, right? Um, my whatever. I used to have this joke, and I'm sure other people have made the same joke. Is you know, good guys getting beat up in the ring in WWE, and you're like, where the fuck is John Cena? Why doesn't he save any of these people? <clears throat> and so what I've realized is that chaos is a whole group of John Cena's and they never help <laughs> each other, right? So that's what it is. There's my answer. That's my answer for why is chaos. Uh, the answer's in the name. Oh, you want more? They're called <laughs> chaos. I mean, come on. Like, Ishii and Yano should not – that should not be. It should not work. Like, why would Ishii want to work with, like, a, a cheating cheater who doesn't like beating people up as much as he does? It's just uh, it's just chaos. It's, it's a madhouse in here, a madhouse, <laughs> which is <laughs> – <laughs> that's my answer fair enough yeah uh it, it's it's also because like like there's only what two people you can beat up to start factions uh and that's like tanahashi and okada and tanahashi's not in a faction so you need someone to betray your leader and leave i don't know man i thought yeah it's in the name it's chaos it's uh it's a bunch of people. It's a bunch of food ingredients that shouldn't work, and then uh, 
you know, when it comes out of the pan or the oven or something like that, it's, uh, it's yum yum. There you go. I, I hope, Dave, that answers your question. And keep those voicemails coming. Other folks, um, you know, we decided that our mailbag is called the Never Open Mailbag, uh, which is very uh, just genius because we probably most of the time never open it because no one emails us. But today somebody did. So here we are. <laughs> Please email us your questions. Um, and you can write them, but it would be cool to uh, play more voicemails on the show. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Um I don't know. What do you think, Luke? After after years of uh, being a super Simpsons nerd and listening to DVD commentaries of of the Simpsons, I'd say uh, Dave Howard uh, so, kind of sounds like Al Jean. Wow! But that's uh, that's uh, not an insult. I, I don't mind Mr. Al Jean, but yeah, okay. it's just something I noticed. Well, there you go. I mean, that's that's that wraps that all up in a nice little never open package. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I like my first answer, by the way. Uh, yes. It's the Dave. My my second answer was just a bit rambly, but uh, yeah, there we go. Maybe you maybe as you do, though. So, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we also have a Kojima tweet before we get into the World Tag League Night Six, and um, it's it's this is an interesting one. Now, Kojima is. You know, we're going to talk about him, and we're probably not going to have a lot of great things to say because of the <laughs> repetition that's going on with his program right now, and it's kind well, of... Just a copy of a copy Yeah, of a it's copy. so weird. Uh, but, so he tweeted the other day, and it, it's kind of strange, like I said. It says, Kurrigan Hall tournament is over. In the post-match comment, I wanted to say that every time I fight a younger player, I'm rejuvenated by three years old. But since it's nine games, I'm 27 years younger. And then I'm 23 years old. So that's true. I felt that it was an overstatement and that I got confused while commenting and gradually what I said. Now, to me, that is the Kojima version of Steiner math is what's going on there. And uh, so, <laughs> he, you know, he gets very confused when he's in the ring thinking about how old he is versus the other people and how old he's going to be after the match. And I think that's what's going on there. Doesn't have his mind on the job, which is taking <laughs> the heads off young lions. It's, you know, at no point does he mention in that how old, like, the bread is, you know, that he ate or something like that. To me, that seems, like, more important, and I want to know how old his dogs are, too. That's That also seems very important. We'll have to ask him. It would be fresh bread, and I don't know if he could work out doggy years now. I'm starting to call into question <laughs> his math skills. Uh, I never would have before, but uh, now I am. All right, so before... <laughs> We get into World Tag League. Oh, we got the, the gimmick! Night six at Kanagawa. Uh, uh, Kanagawa? What? No, I'm sorry. That place, if yeah. I got your name wrong. And all your listeners yelling into the uh, open air going, it's blah, blah, blah. That's how you pronounce that. Uh, I'm going to send Mr. Andy a photo. He has oh not seen God. this photo. Okay. And it has zero boobs, I promise. Aw. Uh, oh, yeah. But it yeah. might, but it as might have As soon as I said that, I was like, he's going to be disappointed. <laughs> so you have seen this a million times, Mr. Andy, and I've just sent that to you. Okay. Can you see that? Have you got it? Oh, is it? It's in the, the Skype chat? Okay. Yeah, let me see. Yeah. Okay. So this it looks like a poster for World Tag League here. And, and let me see if I could take a look and see if there's an issue that, that you may be, you know, seeing here that I'm not. <laughs> Um, oh, uh, no, I don't, I don't see a problem with this. What's, what's the problem here? There's no problem. Okay. But, uh, 
All right, so this came up on the screen on World Tag League the other night. I've got a bit of a funny story about how I watch World Tag League, which will feed into the uh, opening matches of both that first World Tag League night and then the next night with the first match as well. But anyway, this came up at some point, probably when I clicked on the video uh, right before you press play. It has this on, a, on the screen. You press play, and then you've got your commercials beforehand, whatever, the New Japan, all that stuff. So this came up. And I'm not sober, so I start having a bit of a, a chuckle, guffaw, giggle. And I said to Charity, can you imagine, like, all everyone in this pose, in these poses that you can see them on right now, on the covers of, uh, of movies? Okay. And what kind of movies would they be in? Ooh, okay. Now, you look at here's, – here's an example. You look at Tomohiro Ishii and you look at uh, Toriyanu. Hey, we'll tweet out this photo, by the way, um, when we put the show up so you guys can see what I mean and all this kind of shit. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you look at both of them and you think, like, one's, one's a cop that plays by his own rules. Right. And one is a loose cannon. Absolutely. This is a buddy cop movie. You know, yeah. it's, it's Yano and Ishii. Um, you know, they are solving crimes in Japan. Their boss hates them because they destroy everything. And mostly it's because Yano is getting up to his tomfoolery. And and yes, he has these strange ways, And it, but there's a method to his madness. It always works, but Ishii always covers up for him when he fucks up, so... That's right, and uh, they're having a bit of uh, bit of bit of issues here. If you go down one photo, you can pick whichever one you want. <laughs> You've got this uh, evil general kind of character. He wants to start like a coup, something like that, and he's hired in some uh, mercenary called Chase. <laughs> yes. And then you know you've got your your kind of good guys that are flying in to put a stop to them. You've got it's the juice. And then Mr. David Field. I didn't think about these beforehand. I only had the Ishii and Yano one. But it just made me think, like, all these poses look very, and I mean, no disrespect to all the wrestlers, very B-grade video. It's true. You know? <laughs> I, I, there's one up in the right-hand corner, right? And it looks, it appears to be um, two impotent men. That's what it seems <laughs> like. I don't know. I mean, it just seems like it's a movie about... Two men that, you know, might be in a relationship, maybe not. You know, it's a will-they-won't-they they type of situation, which is perfectly fine. But the problem is, is they neither one of them can get it up. So, you know, it's it's a big problem for them. And I'll let you guys decide who that is. You've got another movie that features uh, this big uh, Islander man who suplexes Mr. Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the coolest one. Out of all of it, and 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 I, I look at this and I think, holy shit, this would be some kind of like awesome kind of martial arts action flick. And uh, you just look at them; they all mean they mean business. One's even popping his fucking collar off, you know. The dangerous techers, man. You even got a name for the movie right there, dangerous techers. These are guys you do not want to fuck with. One's from Japan, one's from England. Together, they will save the world. <laughs> I I also. So we got Evil and and Yujiro, and they look like they're going to be in a fun movie too, you know. But it's uh, it's it's like okay, so their movie is what it is is that Evil, 
he wants to join the biker gang. He wants to join Yujiro's biker gang, but he's kind of like jokey, jokey, kind of about the Yano. They're, they're an odd couple as well. You know, Yujiro is the serious kind of leader of this biker gang, and, and Evil's like maybe his nephew or something like that that's never quite been as serious about life as you, you would want him to be, and he has to join the gang in order to fill a spot, and, and he leads the gang to go from, like, you know, evil, you know, illegal things to a, a good way of living. And that's 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 why he's got that smile on his face. <laughs> he has a, his regular fiber and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, and then you look at, like, Shingo and Sonata, and they're definitely, you've got good cop, bad cop. you got one who's <laughs> totally making a face like, I'm just going to rip you in half. And then you got the other guy who's just like standing there, stone cold and like impassive. And uh, I think it's I think it's him that freaks him out the most, you know, because you got Shingo who's all up in your face, but it's the guy who's just standing there, tall, no. muscular, true. handsome, cold skull eyes, just peering into your criminal soul. You'd probably tell him everything you knew straight away, wouldn't you, before yes. uh, you get your ass kicked? Now, but I yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, I mean, finish your thought, though, because I was going to switch pictures. I'll finish it. Okay. Go so up in the left-hand corner, we get a sci-fi movie. Okay. And and you have, you know, Tanahashi is the hero, obviously. He's, of course. He's the son of of like um you know an evil dictator all right but it's like it's like space dictator and he rules this world and um it's where a bunch of like uh supplies that the the world needs are are oh there Oh my god is Hanari you know? like the young upstart rebel? Uh no Hanari is is the uh, son of the good guy right okay so you got two two uh kind of um, rulers, right, on two different worlds. There's a good ruler and a bad ruler. The son of the good ruler is Hanari, and he's actually the bad guy. The son of the bad ruler is Tanahashi, and he's the good guy. And, I mean, oh. can you imagine the conflict? I mean, holy shit. Wow, it's it's opposite dads and sons. and Oh, my God, the drama. This the is epic fun. feel of it. We need to do this more. This is fun. Which... <laughs> Dude, your sci-fi movie would involve that that fucking uh, meme that there is of uh, Tanahashi giving a high five photo to the world. It's true, yes. <laughs> well, and we could also, if you wanted to, you flip the movie over, and it turns out that they also have two brothers that are both evil. Okay, and that's uh, that would be God. So they're like you know, a third faction. And what it is, is that over time, Tanahashi turns Hanari to the good side, and then they team up to face against G.O.D., who are the bad guys. There you go. Oh, man. And the G.O.D. do executions, because, you know, firing squad. That's right. Oh, it with, all works. With it's fucking lasers. With lasers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great yeah. idea. I like that. Thank you. Uh, so uh, <laughs> we had a bit of a chuckle. I wasn't sure if it would translate to me being uh, sober and uh, a few days later. But turns out it, we did all right. A any chance to do comedy right off the cuff? That's I want to do that for sure. That's awesome. Right. That's my favorite. So are you the kind of guy that does improv and you're always an FBI agent? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not. Um, no, no. I, I, I'm always some redneck guy. That's what it is. <laughs> so I got the one voice and that's it. So. All right. So, well, Tag League, Night 6 in uh, Kanagawa. 
let's just print it to say I pronounced that correctly. And we have the hot, fresh match of Yuji Nagata and Yoda Suji versus Tomowaki Hama and Mr. Bread. <sighs> oh my god. How just are we like, going to handle this going I forward? I watch these matches and through my brain is just like phrases like life has no purpose, no meaning. <laughs> and... And things, <laughs> things like that. Look, at least, uh, at least in this match, uh, Kojima does a Kakeshi. Yeah, they they changed up the format just a little bit in this one. But how about this, Luke? So we don't drag the listeners down into our our you know uh, apathy about this particular match that is going to continue to happen for four nights. How about we just cover it by saying the same thing happens. You know, or, or was, you know, Kojima wins with this time. He yeah. beats Suji. There we go. And then we can get on to the good stuff. I mean, World Tag League, my favorite. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, Baggett of Death on Yoda, moving on. So, we've got uh, the Money Launderers from the Empire versus the Odd Couple, which is uh, Greater Khan and uh, Jeff Cobb versus Ishii and Yano. And the trophy's fixed. Yeah. Oh. Did you notice that he has a little... The trophy has a little Yano um, jacket on, and he's got the like the 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 I don't know what you call the thing, but the thing that goes over his shoulder. It's it's pretty funny. The sash? Yeah, he's got the sash on. The the little guy on the trophy does. It's great. Always makes me think of like Worf. Uh, but yes, there's our next gen reference for the episode, everyone. But yeah, <laughs> so the trophy is fixed. Uh, <clears throat> And I'm thinking to myself, like, Great Khan is too young to be this slow and deliberate. He needs to kind of speed it up a bit. And I know Jay White can be like that too, uh, but Jay White does moves. Right. Now, yeah, like, suplexes out your ass, submission holds, like, all this kind of shit. So that he earns the slow, deliberate heelishness that he does because you know he's going to pull some shit out. Now, uh, the Ishii Cobb segments are great. They're very never and reminds me of the cool match in the G1, which I think uh, Jeff Cobb won. And uh, Ishii helps Yano so we can hit the f- fair play right in the life makers on um, Okan. on uh, the young laundry guy. What's his name? <laughs> Okan. <Great> Okan. Yes. <laughs> and we got the odd couple on eight and the laundry dudes at six. I have a note about the fixed trophy, and I'm also thinking it's probably going to get smashed again. You know, so yeah. there's that. And um, this is pretty cool, man. Um, Yano takes all the heat in the match, right? But then, like, Ishii comes in and, you know, breaking up pins and whatnot. But there's a, there's a point where uh, Yano's in a submission, and Ishii dives in hilarious fashion across the ring to break up the submission. <laughs> that was funny. Um, <laughs> it was just like way, it was totally unnecessary to do this stupid, crazy dive. Um, and then Yano fires up, but eats eats this like cool over the shoulder arm drag by Okan. Man, you never see that arm drag. It's like a, it's like an arm snap mare. It's really cool, and you never see that mean, fucking yeah. arm drag. So that was really neat. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. All right. So we got uh, next match. We've got uh, the Bullet Club buffoons. That's Bad Luck Farley and Chase Owens versus Toa Hanari and. Uh, for some reason, it says Tama right there, but that's incorrect. It's Hiroshi Tanahashi. And, uh, oh, yeah. So when Chase comes out, he does his bullet thing. And this this night, I didn't notice the other nights, but this night, there's bullet sound effects. And, and Chase is too early on one of those. So 
he's just stupid. <laughs> do you remember Carl Anderson's uh, entrance? He came out and he would do like a machine gun and he always had it timed perfectly. It was so neat. Like after they'd say his name, then the machine gun would happen. It's pretty cool. Yes. Because uh, I do not remember that because I have not seen that many oh. uh, Bullet Club Carl Anderson matches, but at least not yet. All right. So look, this is this is fun stuff. And uh, Toa and Tanner get some good double team moves on Farley, which is kind of cool. Uh, then we hear, then we, then here we go. Chase hurts Tanner's leg, which means Hanare, he's on his own. There's a really cool headbutt by Hanare on Farley and, uh, German. I don't know if this is what they're calling it, but this is what it looks like. Uh, Chase does the German, uh, German suplex while Farley does a grenade, which is his choke slammy kind of move. And, uh, Bullet Club on four and Tanahare and Tanahashi on two. I, I watched all these shows late uh, on this one. I had the opportunity to watch with English commentary with Kevin Kelly and uh, Gino, and they're getting better, and it's a lot less annoying so uh, than it has been in the past. Maybe that's because someone's missing. I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, but he, uh, Gino says he watches the pose-off at the beginning, and he says that him and Kevin should do a pose-off when they finally <laughs> return to New Japan, and I wholeheartedly agree. Um, also, we had... Uh, Tanahashi threw the air guitar to Hinari and Hinari actually said it on the invisible guitar stand. He got yelled at last time, you know, yeah. so that's good. That's good. He's he got lit- chewed out backstage. Well, he, he got yelled at by me, so I appreciate him listening. That's very nice. And, Thanks, um, Hinari. We love you, dude. <laughs> the big, like, You're doing really good. The, he is. The big high spot of this match, the fun high spot, was that Tanahashi tries to slam Fale, right? Or suplex him. It won't work. Then Hanari tries it, and it won't work. So they team up and double suplex him. And I was like, ah, that's kind of fun, you know? That's it. Yep. Pretty good, solid stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, Time, there, there's, there's water drinking uh, number one. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you, like, put your face, like, right next to the mic? Like, is it like this where you're just right next to it, pouring it almost on the mic? It could be worse. I could drink it like this. Like, I'll, I'll put the glass in my... I'll have a sip now. I mean... It could be worse. <laughs> so, all right. We got the Evil Pimps versus the Dangerous Techers. So, Evil and Yujiro Jesus. versus Zack Sabre Jr. So what? mad. So mad when this happens. How's this match start, <laughs> Luke? Well, it starts with... Uh... Oh, my God. Is this the one? Yeah, it is. This this start of this is awesome. So Ta- uh, Tai Chi comes down with after doing his bit. The evil pimps come up come out first, and uh, they start beating up Tai Chi. <laughs> Zack Saber Jr. runs down the ring screaming, "You cheeky bastards!" <laughs> they do it during <laughs> his song. That's the cheekiest of all bastard moves, right there. <laughs> bastard. Yeah. So he said Zack Sabre Jr. was hanging back because uh, he doesn't want to take the spotlight from the song. Like, come on, it's 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 art. And uh, Zack Sabre Jr. obviously appreciates artwork. So you cheeky bastards, as he runs down, <laughs> there's a brawl on the outside. And uh, the evil pimps in this match love shoving the techers into the exposed turnbuckle. It happens quite a few times. Evil knocks the bell ringer over twice. <laughs> And the way he does that is a spot that he's been doing lately where he'll throw or slam someone into the guardrail and the guardrail hits the table and knocks whoever's on the other side of that table flying. This time it was the bell dinger dude. 
and <laughs> he gets knocked over twice. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. G- Gino uh, called that a great moment in wrestling. <laughs> yeah, he, he does that twice with uh, with. Oh, by the way, because uh, Gino is very pro Bullet Club. Uh, has he said anything interesting? Like, is he pro? Is he he's pro evil? Oh, yeah, I certainly I learned a lot about Gino's uh, association with Bullet Club. Well, first of all, he's in Bullet Club, right? And he revealed. I, I don't think this answers your question, but it's still. very... I mean, he's in it about the same amount as like a mascot is in a baseball. I don't team know what you mean. I, I, he's a full fledged member, according to him, and I believe him. And he said that um, he was talking about how every every month when he gets a paycheck from from New Japan, it, it has like a line on there that's the fall a tax, and so he has to pay a third of his check to fall a. And he was asking Kevin Kelly, like, well, you pay that too, right? And Kevin Kelly's like, no. And he said, no, everybody pays that. So Gino apparently has been paying a fall A tax. So he's definitely a member of BC. I mean, there's no doubt, you know. He's never getting his tracksuit, by the way. I don't know if he's still <laughs> ranting about that, but he's never getting that motherfucking tracksuit. He is a member in good standing. So that's all I'm saying. He's got his dues are paid. <laughs> so, yeah, with that uh, ring announcer, well, ring bell ringer dude getting knocked over, he does it with both the dangerous techers. That's evil. Uh, so that's hilarious. And they do that abdominal stretch spot that uh, Mr. Andy loves so much, like a big chain. One of them gets him in an abdominal stretch, reaches back. The other tag member will grab grab them for a more bigger abdominal stretch. Then Dick Togo on the outside will grab the third guy's hand, second guy's hand for a you know a big big chain of uh, abdominal stretch torture. I think that's a great spot. You mentioned Definitely. that last time. Definitely. And, and uh, you, you notice in this one, Mr. Andy, that Zack Sabre Jr. knows how to sweep the leg. So uh, Hanare's got to go talking to him a bit like uh, backstage. <laughs> him and Show. Show does it well too. Yeah. So there's chump bumps galore here, of course, and then by Tai Chi, then a cane shot by Pimpy, Zach Mephisto, and Tai Chi just drapes Zack Sabre Jr. over Yujiro. <laughs> and Dangerous Tech is at eight, and Evil Pimps at six. And uh, on the way out, Tai Chi decides like uh, maybe he needs to catch up on his uh, news because he steals some guy's newspaper. <laughs> I think he likes to stay informed. Yeah, you know, I mean, maybe he's, I don't know. Um, but uh, <laughs> couldn't think of anything there. I I love this match because of the shenanigans all right the shenanigans was yes. per- perfectly timed in this dick togo had like three cheating spots and they were all perfectly timed that shit ain't easy guys you know and and it's imagine you have to be positioned a certain way you have to be on time you have to be in that position and looking a certain way in some in some situations um so that you miss stuff conveniently out of your field of vision and that that final spot where they basically did a thing where a guy had a guy in a submission and another guy ran in and put him in a submission then and then Dick Togo ran in and he put the garage on and then Zack Sabre saved you know saved him and it was kind of cool how they did all that i love that kind of stuff it's a uh, it's complicated and it's very cool oh boy Uh-oh. i have a reminder for charity oh my god <laughs> I don't know what's happening. There's a robot that was, talking to you. We got one of those, you know, those Google things where you say, hey, and then, you know, that. And then you go, play me some music, bitch. And, <laughs> and she says, please stop calling me, bitch. 
<laughs> and then Google's just like, yeah, you treat me with some respect. I'm like, I'm sorry, Google. Can you please place me some tunes? And uh, it's like, no, fuck you, bitch. Uh, well, I'm, <laughs> we have a comp- I have a complex relationship with my Google Home device. But I yes, we're gonna- Charity's probably mortified right now. Don't worry, Charity. We heard it. It's all we're, good. We're gonna like, uh, we're gonna get like sued by smart wrestling fan for stealing all their gimmicks. So we better yeah, be we careful. Are- because uh, yes, uh, but it's 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 not an Alexa. It's a yeah. Yeah, a, it's different. Good Google thingy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Where are we? All right, we just finished talking about that match. Oh no, you're talking about it still. No, Sorry, I'm done. I'm done. It's fine. All right. Um. Yes. <laughs> moving. <laughs> moving right along. Uh, moving right along. Here we have. Sonata and Shingo versus Finn Juice, which is David Finley and Juice Robinson. And uh, the match starts with Finn Juice working Sonata over. And uh, you, you will notice at the start, and this telegraphed the whole fucking match for me, by the way, David Finley gave that never title the stank guy. He's the first person to do it in this whole mm-hmm. tournament, which, uh, you know, if, if someone's going to beat Mr. Shingo at some point, which I fully expected, and I would like... Would have liked uh, a few previous matches where people just give his belt to Stinko then get pinned or something. But yes, uh, as soon as David Finley stares at Shingo's title, I'm just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, so, but, uh, you know, Shingo gives David a, a nice beating for daring to look at the bad motherfucker belt, which is great. Uh, Juice gets put in put in a paradise locker, and there's a cool backbreaker by Finley. He does this all the time, but I really like that backbreaker he does. He does that on Shingo. There's a superplex, and then a five star frog splash by Juice. Do you know what that is, is? What? That's the power and glory finisher. Okay. Her- Hercules Hernandez and Paul Roma, they were power and glory, and uh, they did that finish. Basically, instead of a frog splash, it was a regular splash. It's a fucking cool-ass move, and it's been showing up a little bit on the indies as well. So, good stuff there. Yeah. So, yeah, here's, here's my notes when I say I had a feeling Finley, when Finley gave the title to Stinko, he was pinning Shingo. But then, throughout the match, I'm like, nah. But Stunner <laughs> and Pulp Friction, then another Stunner using the ropes. And David Finley pins the never open champion. Finn Juice at six, LIJ at eight. And Juice is obviously really proud of this. Now, I was alerted to on um, one of the nights that there are a couple of Road to Wrestle Kingdom shows after these tournaments. Do you think, um, and I don't mean any, no offense to David Finley, do you think Shingo versus Finley? will be at one of these shows. I hope so. Or, yeah. Yeah, because I don't want that match at Wrestle Kingdom. I want, like, Suzuki versus uh, versus Shingo again or something else, you know? I don't, I don't yeah. you know, I don't know. Because if, if Finley and Finju- if Finjuice is going to win the World Tag League, then, like, you know, they don't also want to have one of their members in a singles, uh, you know, picture. There's, lot, there's plenty of guys that you don't necessarily need to do that. But at the same time... Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more later. Hopefully I'll remember to get back to it about how this roster is a little limited and I don't suspect that they're bringing in a million guys for Wrestle Kingdom. So just my my opinion. Well, also Wrestle Kingdom's on two nights. So you're only going to see certain guys on one night because I don't know, but you're going to see others on two nights. 
we'll let them figure it out. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. All right. So we've got uh, Gorillas of Destiny. That's uh, Tamatonga Tongaloa versus Yoshihashi and Goto. And uh, Yosho. Oh, that's a that's a good typo. Uh, Yosho, cops are beating in this one big, big time. <laughs> uh, it's a solid match, and I had a lot of fun with it. But I sat there for most of it going, all right, come on, let's get to the part where Yoshihashi obviously gets pinned by Tamatonga or Tongaloa. I keep waiting for the gun stun or the uh, the ape shit. But, uh, yeah, because, you know, it always seems like it seemed like uh, Gorillas of Destiny maintained the upper hand in this one. But uh, gun stun reversed into a roll-up. Yoshihashi pins Tamatonga. What? And we've got Yoshi and Goto on six. G.O.D. on six. With a roll-up, so it's not really like a clean-as-a-whistle victory. But yeah, I mean, at least he gets a little bit of something there. And Goto is probably so mad. He was politicking backstage to get this win. And, you know, Gato's like, no, we're finally going to give Yoshihashi the win. I could see the anger in Goto's eyes during this match. Um, I'm sorry, but fuck Goto, because Yoshihashi can get some wins... But guess what he's also eating? He's also eating every loss. Yeah, yeah, fuck Goto. I mean, I I do have a nice thing to say about Goto here. And, you know, this is the only nice thing I will ever have to say about Goto. But him and Tomatonga have awesome chemistry. So when they're in the ring together, it's always good. And and that's like... that's one of those mid-card marquee matchups in New Japan that's kind of under the radar. People don't ever talk about it. But they usually face each other in the G1 every year, and it's always fantastic. Yep. And, uh, and, and until Hikaleo is promoted from Young Lion to active roster member, I can't see Tama going singles for, for a while, um, you know, because I don't think uh, they're going to get uh, Tongaloa to go singles. No, oh, no. I, I think they would have done that with him already if they had that as a plan. They've never, that's never, ever since Tongaloa showed up, that's never been in the cards for him other than G1, and that doesn't really mean you're a singles wrestler. So I, I don't see it ever happening, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, uh, right. Now, before we get right into the Best of Super Juniors Night 6 at Corican Hall, I just want to say, uh, I did not watch that first night of World Tag League Live. Uh, saw my brother from another mother and his uh, uh, lovely missus uh, over the weekend. Uh, they live in Melbourne. We were willing to go over there to hang out, but they're like, uh, we've been cooped up, so they came <laughs> down our way. And, uh, we, you know, it's all fun and board games and card games and all that kind of stuff. Uh, celebrity heads and all this kind of shit. So I didn't watch it live. So what ha- ended up happening is I had a busy following day. So I watched about uh, two matches of World Tag League before jumping into best. The good thing about the Japanese commentary is they can spoil the previous night all they want, and I won't understand it. True. So that's that's uh, I guess the silver lining there. But so I went from watching Nagata. Uh, and Yoda versus Honma and uh, Kojima. Then, uh, then the second match, which was the Laundry Boys versus the Odd Couple, straight into Nagata and Kid versus Honma and Mr. Bread. So yes, I watched two of those tag team oh. matches in under an hour. Fuck. 
How much did you drink after that? I mean, I would assume you immediately ran to your nearest bottle of whiskey and chugged half of it. Is that correct? Oh, yes, yes. That's exactly what I did. That's a reasonable response. There's there's some uh, dual submissions this time, and and, uh, Kid gets a major beating from Kojima, which is nice. But, you know, bag it of death, uh, and uh, Kid loses with one shoulder down. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, Charity asked me at this point, because she saw both these matches too, she asked me if uh, these matches are a bit like Spot the Difference. You know, how you get those, you, you have Spot the Difference up there, right? Uh, I think I know what you're talking about, where you have like two right. pictures and there's one yeah. that has slight differences and you're supposed to find yeah. them. Yeah, that's what these matches are. Mm. Uh. <laughs> I mean, that is way more fun than this. So I, I don't know. I mean, and Spot the Difference, no offense, it ain't that fun. You know what I mean? So it's it's like a kid's game. And, That's right. Uh, I'm going to join the dots person as well, dude. <laughs> well, I tell you, we are uh, just real quick, just to throw this in here, uh, this this night six of best of Super Juniors back at Kurgan Hall. So I just want to throw that yes. in there before I forget. All right. So moving along, I nearly went straight to the second match, which is very professional. Man, I always do that. Man, fuck All right, the so first we got uh, Ryusuke Toguchi versus Yuya Uramura. This is great stuff. Uh, very map-based beginning, and uh, I think Yuya takes Taguchi to the limit. Also, very little ass antics, which I uh, appreciated because it made this one even better. <sighs> Beautiful bridging German by, by Yuya Uramura, but uh, of course, ankle lock and Taguchi 6, Yuya Uramura 0. It's a mostly map-based match, and we're getting some of those in the Super Juniors, which is interesting. Yeah. We're going to get more of that later on. Uh, Yu he just proves that he can hang with Taguchi, and it seems to me that, you know, Taguchi barely escapes with a win, which is crazy. I, I Honestly, I mean, I love the entertainment value of having matches where guys are getting 50% in. You know, however, I really, honestly, I think Yuya's getting way too much in these in some of these matches. But just my opinion, you know, I know that it's it's a tournament and they kind of tend to Yuya's getting spoiled. Well, I, I just, you know, it's just typically when you want more of a definitive win over someone who's clearly not up to that level yet, you know. So, no, nah, I don't yeah. know. Whatever. It's just the way they're doing it. I think a lot of them have uh, put him put him over oh, and let, let him go. Yeah. Look at the Hiromi match, uh, the Daoki match, uh, all this kind of shit. So, yeah, really, really, really good stuff there. And, all right, this match I've been really interested in uh, for uh, – been excited for, I mean, for a while now. And here it is, El Desperado versus Dauki. And if you see in the crowd, the Dauki kid is back, and here's the Bushi dad. <laughs> uh, don't know how that works. They, they're going to get into fights or something. I don't know. But uh, if I was Dauki, I would just hand Dauki kid the pole and game over. All right, so there's a stare down to start off with and a really fun kind of lucha uh, beginning and a brawl outside. Dauki clips El Desperado with his pole, of course. And uh, now, uh, and then fucking Dauki had to really bust his ass to get out of that stretch muffler. I really like that stretch muffler move. And he's uh, monkey flipped onto the rig. Yeah. Uh, fucking Dauki monkey flips uh, El Desperado onto the ring apron. And then a fucking massive Dauki bomb. That's awesome. But uh, there's one brutal stretch muffler. Too many. And uh, El Desperado taps out Dauki with the muffler. And it's eight points to El Despi and zero for Dauki. 
And uh, Jackie has his pole to lean on on the way out, which is nice too. It's nice to have that. I, you know, you said at the beginning this is like a lucha style match, and it was, but it was like a lucha submission match at first. Yeah, which is really interesting, and um, it's kind of hard to describe what that is, but you know when you see it, and that was pretty cool. I was, you know, at first I was like, well, why aren't they like? you know, doing something to kind of discuss the fact that they're on the same team, you know, but uh, they didn't do that. They just start fighting each other. They kind of like argued or whatever. I, I love that uh, monkey flip. And and I don't know if you noticed this, Luke, but D- Dookie was the baby face in this match. Clearly. Yes, he was. The crowd was yes, behind was. him solidly and they hated Desperado. <laughs> it was very cool. And again, that just goes to the point that we've said many, many times that, you know, alignment in New Japan is situational a lot of times. So we yeah. get a lot of that in this tournament and a lot of that in these nights that we're about to talk about. So that's good stuff. Yeah. All right. So before we uh, oh, move on to the next yeah, match, we got this weird thing here. <laughs> All right, I have to mention it. I have no idea who this person is. Uh, send your voicemails to neveropenpod at uh, gmail.com. And there's a guy named uh, Noritaki uh, Kinashi. And he's, uh, according to Chris Charlton, he, uh, he is a huge comedian, actor, singer, and all-round celeb. And he'll be the special guest promoter for Wassel Kingdom. He looks, to me, I just... Took one look at him and he looks like that uh, a Japanese version of that boxing promoter dude. What Don, was his name? Don King. Yeah, it's it's it was a joke gimmick. So he's jokey joking. I'm gonna go to the fights and I'm dressed like Don King. So <laughs> so they were calling him Don Kinashi, which was pretty funny. Right. Uh, so th- that really is the gimmick. All right. That's um <clears throat> that's a bit nineties, but you know maybe he's really funny. I don't know. What the fuck do I know? Uh, I don't know. Sure. I, I'm open to it. I, I do not like this. I mean, like, if you want my real opinion on this, it's that I fucking don't like this at all because one of the, like, number one things that I can't stand in wrestling is, like, at WrestleMania when there's this song that they fucking play three million times. Like, oh, my God. I mean, I still hear that stupid In, in Your House song. Ah. Oh, Stop. Yeah. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's the one. And and then they they stop the show to have a fucking musical performance where the guys aren't even performing. They're just lip syncing. And it's terrible. I hope that's not what happens. Please don't do that, New Japan. I'll be upset. Me too. Uh, But uh, it would be all better if uh, someone from Suzuki Goon came out and just like beat him up. Yeah. Now we're talking. There we go. Like that. Remember that time Kevin Owens, uh, the Machine Gun Kelly was on Raw. <laughs> he just power bombed him through a table. <laughs> that was great, man. That was great. Oh, that's the best thing Machine Gun Kelly ever did. Oh. Definitely. All right. Uh, here we go. We got Wat Master Wato versus Show. Of course, Wato's coming out with Tenzan, uh, which doesn't really mean anything. If you're a face and you come out with someone. They're not the, the the facey dude's not going to get involved. He's just going to be like, hey, go. He's going to bitch and moan and look like a chump. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. So uh, I thought this match was fucking awesome. It's tremendous. And it, it this match pretty much had show, uh, just beating the shit out of Wato Never style. And uh, I thought that was awesome. And Wato would do the odd counter, and. And get some uh, get some offense in, but then straight back into getting his ass fucking kicked. Uh, it was 
It was awesome, and I'm not saying it's awesome because Watto gets his ass kicked. It, it's just a really good match. I like Watto. But uh, hey, Show beat his ass. And uh, my note says, I love Show so good. <laughs> uh, there should be a couple more words in there. I think Show's really good. The match was awesome. Watto was great too. Uh, show on, uh, I think it went with the Shock Arrow. Show on eight. Uh, Watto, also on eight. Show was working heel a little bit here. You know, going yeah. after Watto's arm to soften up for the the cross arm breaker, which he, he never wins with that. He always that's like his game plan, but he never wins with that. He wins with his, his other <clears throat> finisher. So, um, but this matchup, I'm watching this. The pace is fantastic. The chemistry is awesome. These guys are making it look effortless. And I'm thinking this is the future of the juniors division right here. These guys are going to have lots of matches against each other in the next ten years. And this makes if it's me, like this one, then yeah, uh, yes, please. That makes me very, very happy. Um, you know, it's a valiant effort by Watto, but the right person wins here. And I'm starting to starting to think that Show might be the MVP of the best of the Super Juniors. Although there are many people we could put that label on. So yeah, there's there's a few. Oh, but Show's been very impressive this tournament. Uh, I I love him. Uh, yeah, I feel bad about bad about Yo. Yo's going to come back, and then they're, they're, they're going to be like, "Oh, we want Show to be in singles again." But yeah, All but, right. hey, so, but man, uh, Rapongi 3K. I don't know if we ever got a chance to even like talk about them on this show. Really, they are one of the best tag teams ever. I'm talking ever. They are so fucking awesome. So like. I want to see both things somehow. You know, I want to see the, you know, show do his single stuff, but goddamn, I want to see Rapongi 3K go up against every other junior tag team because they are just awesome. Imagine if, like, Robbie Eagles was tagging with somebody. I don't know, you know, whoever. Who would he be his tag partner from? Are there any other juniors in Chaos? Uh... No, it would be show, right? So anyway, well, yeah. imagine him tagging with somebody versus uh, show and yo. I mean, there could be some pretty cool shit going on. Maybe we'll see it. Maybe we won't. Eagles and Watto? I don't know why, but... Okay. I like it. Yeah, I know Watto's in the miscellaneous faction, but, you know, you never know. But yes, uh... <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like the taco girl thing. You know, you want, him, you want to see him do singles, and then you want to see him do tags as well. Right. You just want... Check mark. Just uh, I got a list, yeah. a list of stuff we have to mention in every episode, so I just checked that one off there. All right, All right. next generation Taco Girl. What are, what are the other ones? Um, no, because that would be like just us taking ticking boxes. Yeah, we off. can't do it that way. So I'll let you know. You you'll know yeah, when that... you hear it. So. <laughs> what about drinking water? Was that one of them? Well, we already did that, so that's already been checked. You know. Yeah. Right. But was it on the list to be checked off? Is, of course. It's on there like eight times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bushi versus Taiji Ishimori. And uh, I like this. Bushi jumps Ishimori at the start. I only have the tables turned and pay for it. Yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work at all. <laughs> Ishimori just beats the fuck out of him. Bushi mounts some fence. But uh, Ishimori always seems to have the answer for it. And uh, Bushi finally, like, mounts some really cool offense, including a rad uh, destroyer. I love it when wrestlers pull out destroyers, and Bushi's is really good. But uh, MX Reversal, Yes Lock, and Ishimori on 10, Bushi on 6. You mentioned the hot shot start. Uh, that was awesome. And uh, 
something interesting about what um, Ishimori was doing in this match is that there's different kinds of heat. And when I say heat, that, that word can be used in many, many ways. But in this particular fashion, um, yeah, I'm talking about the sections of the match where the bad guy's beating the shit out of the good guy, trying to get that crowd behind him to start the comeback. That's called the heat section. And in, in New mm. Japan, that can move around. It can be different spots. And every every match, it can be in different spots. But there's different kinds of heat. And the, the type of heat that uh, Ishimori was using here is what's called stalking heat, where the the bad guy is, is stalking his opponent as his opponent kind of tries to escape you know what I mean? And and he continually keeps hitting him with these moves and stuff. And and one of the things that's great about Ishimori's stalking heat is that he uses different ways to attack the same limb. And it's not just the same thing over and over again. It's not just stomps and shit. And and man, that is a tremendous skill to have. And only the best wrestlers are good at that kind of thing. So that's awesome. Um He's the champ. It's I mean, it's fucking awesome. And and the other thing too is that late in the match. These guys were both hitting humongous, impactful moves, like right at the perfect timing, like right when they needed it. Boom. I mean, like the timing on this match is awesome. It's very, very, very good. Go watch this. For some reason, Bushi's always, always tends to be booked as like a, a mid-card junior, which sucks because uh, he's really awesome. He, he used to be and, the top guy, you know, it was when he first came around, but it's been a long time. Yeah. Stop, stop, you know, coming out with new masks and uh, do gooder. It's weird. <laughs> new Japan likes to do that with guys. They like to have them come in and win a title like right away, you know, and sometimes it's the top title. And and that that is an interesting like kind of backwards way of booking sometimes. And it leaves your guys in situations where Bushi is, where you feel like he deserves more. However, that gets you behind him, you know, so it works. Yeah. It, it it really does, but uh, I remember when when Paige made a WWE debut, and her first night she wins the title. I'm just like, no. <laughs> and I I liked I liked Paige's in ring and stuff, so I'm not I'm not shitting on her or anything, but I was just like, no. Mm -mm. Fair enough. I'm like I like stories, I like build up, I like Matt. Yeah, get out of here. Anyway, but, but Robbie when, Eagle, when Switchblade hey? when Switchblade comes in and wins the title, you're like yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, he didn't get given it straight away. Uh, before he had that world title, he had a U.S. title run first. That's true. Okay. You know, all right. that kind of stuff. Get out of here. All right. <laughs> so we got Robbie Eagles versus Hiromi Takahashi. And uh, Shingo's on commentary, by the way, tonight, which uh, upsets me greatly because I don't understand Japanese. And uh, I would probably hang on Shingo's every word. <laughs> but uh, so Hiromi teasers giving his uh his book to shingo making uh, milano stand there like a chump again but uh no he's only teasing he gives it to milano of course and uh right so yeah uh this is one of those matches where i'm like where the fuck do i start mr andy uh this match starts awesome and is awesome for the whole freaking thing Sun. yeah Sunset apron bomb by freaking Hiromu. Yeah. Uh, Hiromu, oh my god, he he did something that made me love him even more. In a previous match, Robbie Eagles was supposed was trying to get a Robbie chant started, and he's trying to get it started in the same way a lot of Aussies do. Uh, the Aussie chant, at like you know, um, at football games or 
cricket matches and shit. It's like, uh, Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. Well, previous match, Robbie Eagles was trying to get it, get one started. Robbie, 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 oi, oi, oi. Oh, my God. Romu. Romu gets, what was it? Uh, Eagles into, what, a camel clutch or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then starts beating on Robbie and going, Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. Oi, oi, oi. He does the whole thing whilst beating him up. And I thought that was fucking hilarious and awesome. Robbie couldn't not get them to clap to that, <laughs> but Hiromu sure as fuck could. <laughs> Pretty big. Uh, fucking uh, Eagles does like this insane dragon screw thing. And uh, I know he does this a few times, but I love Hiromu's dynamite plunger. There's like amazing tur- turbo backpack on a ring apron. 450 splash onto Hiromu's leg into a Ron Miller special, but uh, Romu makes it to the ropes, time bomb, and Hiromu on 10, Eagles at 6, and I think he's eliminated uh, now. There's a few people eliminated, obviously, uh, Yu Uramura, uh, also uh, Dauki, of course, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, uh, he, uh, Eagles has lost to the two people who are at 10 points, so uh, mm, that, that sucks, but hey, uh, who, who cares what your score is when you're having bangers like this? With uh, arguably the uh, the top junior in in the business, so I love this match, Mister Andy. I loved it. Hiromu wrestles like he's the champion, and yeah. uh, I love that. And one of the like things that people don't talk about with him is, I mean, I don't know what people talk about with him, like why he's good. They talk about his character a lot, right? But I mean, his wrestling's fantastic, and he's tough as shit. And like, what I mean is, is that. He, he does as much damage to himself a lot of times by his offense that he does to the other person. And, and we'll get into that even more in the next match that he's in, because good Lord. Um, and it's just fantastic. I love it. He, he has no regard for his own safety. He just wants to win. And uh, Robbie Eagles has a neat little feature that I'm starting to figure out of his, is that, you know, like there's these moments in wrestling where they'll call it a transition move. And that that's a move that changes the momentum. Right. And so, or it's a move that leads to more moves or something like that. You know, point is, is that Robbie Eagles doesn't use one move. He doesn't reverse a, a Irish whip and take over. He does a flurry of offense and that's his transition move to change the momentum, which is highly entertaining. And I really like that. It adds a little more step to that, a little more something to it. That's a, it, it puts, stank on it as you would say so uh, it's pretty cool i I love that and you know it was also great to see hiromu's fantastic selling because eagles was working on hiromu's leg and it affected hiromu throughout the match to the point where he had to like really fire up and like kick the shit out of his own leg to get it to work you know as really good stuff i i've been enjoying um eagles too but i loved hiromu before this year i loved him he's one of my favorite guys i don't know how but I love him even more after these past couple days, man. Holy shit. He has, he's just so good. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world, period. I don't care who you are. It, he is. He's fantastic. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Send your uh, disagreeing voicemails and emails and tweets to us, which we will never open because you're wrong. Uh, Hiromu is, yeah, he's, he's not just, out to make himself look good either. He makes everyone look like a million bucks. He's yes. yeah, fucking fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and th- that match right there, 
along with Hiromu versus Dauki, uh, is one of my favorite matches of uh, Best of Super Juniors. I loved it. And we're going to have another one like that with Hiromu coming up. But unfortunately, um, World Tag League Night 7 at Corican Hall. Yeah. Uh, it's the 10th match. Uh, Honma Bread versus Yoda Nagata. That's how I wrote it in my notes. Good. Kill me now. This is the 10th one. This is the 10th one of Bread doing a baguette of death on the young lion. The 10th one of Nagata machine gun chops. The 10th one of Honma not getting a single fucking pin. Let's move on. We've got the Emperor Launderers versus the Evil Pimps. And uh, <laughs> the uh, the Laundry Boys jump ball club to start. And uh, here I just ask, how does the Dominator not do a Dominator? He the never... Dominator was um, Farouk's move, right? Oh, Ron okay. Simmons? Okay, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, why isn't he doing a Dominator if he calls himself that? Like, get out of here. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, I still think we haven't seen everything by Great Khan, so... Uh, I hope not, Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> oh my God, right? So, uh, I, I can imagine in this one that uh, Cobb wants some revenge for losing to Pimp Juice in uh, the G1, because he was the only person to lose to Pimp Juice in the G1. And uh, I like seeing uh, Baseball Neck on uh, on Great Khan. I can't remember what that spot was. Oh, yeah, Baseball Neck. Either. Chair Neck with the uh, evil oh, in the chair, chairs yeah. and stuff. I'm mm-hmm. like, Baseball Neck? What the f- Oh, yeah. Swing like a bat. Yeah. Fuck my notes. And uh, <laughs> Evil goes for the life makers uh, and he lo- and stuff. Uh, he loves messing with uh, turnbuckle pads as well. Like, he does it pretty much as much as Yano now, but in totally different ways. Like in all these matches, uh, yeah, I just wrote him. He's, he's my next note. He's evil Yano. Yeah, fair enough. And I don't know. I dig it. I like it. I have the t-shirt. So, uh, I kind of, I, I like it a lot. And, uh, how did you get an evil? Mr. Yano Andy t-shirt? is right. I'd say uh, he, he let me see. I said, you were right in my notes. It pained me to type that. Uh, <laughs> evil and Ujiro are a pretty decent team. Uh, I like them together. They are. But I uh, had a feeling Cobb would pimp, uh, pimp, uh, pin, pimpy because of the whole G1 thing. And I was right. Yay. Two of the islands and uh, laundry dudes at eight and evil pimps at six. Uh, there is an Ocon cosplayer in the audience, by the way. And he was doing the whole shebang when Ocon came out. He was marking out huge. We couldn't tell because he had that fucking question mark over his face, which is awesome. So that means that this guy is so dedicated to dressing like the Ocon that he paid for a ticket and covered his face up so he couldn't see when his guy came out. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I have some, uh, I have to admit something here, okay? This is, I mean, it's time, folks, you know, to get serious here. And uh, that was that I was very distracted during the show, okay? I was doing something really important that no one cared about but me, and I'm very upset, is I, I, I spent this night... Um, looking up different clips of Fale attacking the announcer. And I made this cool video of it, and no one watched it. And I'm really upset that no one watched it, because I, I kind of had my... I watched uh, it. Well, I know you did, and I appreciate that, Luke. You're not no one. However, I thought that that would get like retweeted or something, but nobody even did it. Anyway, point is, is that I had one eye on my computer screen doing that. I had one eye on the TV screen, and as a result, or maybe it's the match quality... 
I loved this night of World Tag League. This seemed like the best night to me. Like every match, I'm like, okay, this looks like it's going well. Falling kills. Ah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, this is going good. You know that that was my whole night. I thought this was a really fun match here. Lots of cheating, you know, and and it was just it was one of the best matches we've seen for Empire Dry Cleaners. I liked it. I liked it too. And as to you said, you, with uh, as to your comments, uh, I agree. Tonight's. Uh, World Tag League was a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, uh, I did give it a bit more of a, uh, a look-see than you did, and I agree. Oh, I can bullshit. I can bullshit my way through this. Don't worry about it. I'm the king of that, so. You're not bullshitting your way through it if you tell the fucking audience that I half-assed this, and here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you bullshit them when you don't tell them That's you half-assed it, That's and, you can, you, and you pull it off. <laughs> I'm an honest bullshitter. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, here we go. Yoshihashi and Goto versus the uh, Bullet Club buffoons. And here we go. Uh, Yoshihashi and Goto do the, the chaos shitty punches on Farley's back. You, did I describe that correctly? You know the yeah, ones I mean. Yeah, fuck that move. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and in, in reply, Goto gets a Tongan massage, which is uh, well-deserved. And... Uh, Maybe that'll fix his posture. I don't know. His posture seems fine. Tonga massage, for those who don't know, is when Farley has uh, the opponent laying on their belly near the ropes. He'll grab onto the ropes and just stand on their back. <laughs> and usually their tag team partner will join in too. Yeah, so fuck that, tongue. by the way. I am not, like, if I'm in a wrestling match, no, you can't do that to me. No, that is on the no-fly list. Can't do it. Fuck that. Poison Rana? Yeah, nope. okay. No, I'm not uh, doing that either. Tonga massage? <laughs> in fact, are you doing? In fact, no bumps. No bumps at all. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, the one match I had, I did take one bump. It was one too many. <laughs> You're still injured to this day. It's never recovered properly. <laughs> not medically but... cleared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a fun match, and uh, I uh, quite enjoyed uh, watching Goto beat up Chase Owens. This is a good thing about these uh, ball club matches. Uh, Chase gets beat up a lot. And I like the final sequence with uh, Chaos taking out Fale and the uh, GTR Karma thingy on Chase. Of course, Chase is eating all the pins. And uh, I'm all right with that. Yoshihashi and Goto on eight. And these two bullet club guys on four. This match is action-packed. And we get to yep. see something in this match we haven't seen the whole tournament. And that is that um, Fale's in the ring more than his partner is. So uh, Fale's in the ring for a good chunk of this match was the first time that's happened. In fact, Kevin Kelly gave a stat at one point during one of these shows where he said that Fale had spent the least time in the matches of anyone in the whole tournament. <laughs> so <laughs> It was like two minutes of ring time or something crazy like that. So, um, But that could have been three shows ago. I'm not sure, but uh, that was pretty fun. I Like I said, it's highly entertaining with the one eye that I had looking at it, and I just I thought it was fun to see lots of Fale because, man, I love him. He's great. I especially love when he attacks the announcer. Well, even if he's not tagged in, like he's not just standing there on the apron. He's getting involved in stuff too. Yeah, he's so a real he's wrestler. Been... He's a real wrestler. Yeah. What? I didn't say he was not. I'm not that. arguing with what? you. I'm just I'm just saying that for the haters out there. There's a lot of Fale haters, man. And and Fale's a he's a he's an excellent wrestler. So I don't I want to hear it from people. You hear that out there? I don't want your voicemails, and you will not send them to neveropenpod at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, yeah, don't do that. Uh, wink. All right, so Toa Nare and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus the odd couple. And we've got a double crab on Ishii. I'm like, what? Hanare and Ishii go. Oh, my God. The best parts of this match is Hanare and Ishii just going at it. Awesome. And uh, there's one amazing part where Hanare and Ishii are beating each other up. And sneakily in the background, Yano just climbs up on the ring apron and undoes the turnbuckle pad Dude, and takes that it was, off. He's telling everybody, shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> he throws Hanare into that later. And uh, I have to say, there's something wrong about Toriano pulling on Tanahashi's hair. Aww. Come on, man. That's a total heel dick move. Don't fuck with the hair. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a beautiful mane of hair. Don't do that. Ishii keeps urging uh, Tanahashi to chop him in the corner, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. And uh, there's and I thought like at the start, all right, this Ishii Hanare stuff was good, and then we get more of it, and uh, some really cool never shit by Ishii and and, and Hanare, and uh, you know Tanahashi saving Hanare from a catapult by Yano is pretty nice. There's a sling elimination on Ishii. And I love these tackling moves that Hanare does. They look powerful, and they look fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, I've been impressed. Like, I just think Hanare needs a gimmick. Like, he's got the power. Like, he can. Like, I think he can uh, put on some really cool Never Style matches. Uh, he just needs a gimmick or something, man. But uh, it's an awesome finishing sequence by both uh, Hanare and Ishii. But uh, Brain Buster and the Odd Couple are on ten points, and Tyler. And Tana are on two. Yeah. Um, so Yano and Ishii, the odd couple. Okay, yeah, I remember that now. All right, so um, th- this is a very exciting match. Like, it's super exciting. It's high, p- fast-paced and everything. Um, y- you know, I want to see Ishii versus Hanari now, obviously. I mean, that was really good yes. stuff. I loved Ishii challenging Tanahashi's manhood at certain points. That was great. And there was a part in this match that made me laugh so hard. I was watching Tanahashi. He's on the outside. He's reaching for a tag. And I thought, yeah, that's what you do. You know, because that, that's like one of the number one rules of tag team wrestling is reach for a fucking tag. Try to tag in. They'll just stand there. You know, like we were just talking about with Fall A. You don't just stand there. You you have to be entertaining. But you don't want to take, you know, your take the eyes off what's going on. You just want to add to it. Well, Tanahashi mm-hmm. starts reaching. And he's like, I'm not reaching far enough. So he gets up on the on the first rope and he keeps reaching and he climbs on the second rope and is laying across the ropes into the ring and tags in that way. Now, I think that's a bullshit tag. I think your feet need to be on the apron. However, I've been told and in the official rule book of pro wrestling that it's up to the ref. And if the ref allows it, that's fine. But what do you think about a tag, uh, Luke, where a guy's feet aren't even on the apron? Well, I'm, I'm fine with if it's Tanahashi, but uh, yeah, no, um, it, I'm, I'm always like kind of like at least one foot has to be on the apron. What if Goto did it? Yeah, fuck that. You there you go. Put your feet See, down on the apron here. Yeah. Both of them. But no, uh, you know, one in in Australia we have uh, rules around the pool table, right? Uh, you can't you can't sit on the table. You can't have both feet off the ground, but you can have one foot off the ground. And you know, as you lean over to take the shot, you have to have one foot right. on the ground. So that's what that's that's kind of my flexibility on that rule. But you know, we're not referees, so we can 
maybe, shut the fuck up. Maybe one day. <laughs> now we do have a podcast where we talk about wrestling and we bring up stuff, so that's that makes us official. <laughs> now I have a question about Aus- Australian rules uh, pool, and that yeah. is: Are you allowed to pull that stupid thing out, that little bridge thing, and use that? Are you allowed to do that? Unfortunately, yes. Oh. I, I call them uh, the whip. I call it the the wimp stick. Or yes. The wolf stick. Yeah. Or the cheating stick. I'm like, come on, man, play the play the damn shot. We also have a rule that if um if you don't pot a single ball, uh, you have to uh, take pull your pants down and run around the table. Wow, that's it. get your gimmick. No out. one ever does now, it though. But what yeah, about this is... though? Wouldn't the ultimate heel gimmick, like the heel, he has a weapon, would be that bridge thing? Wouldn't that that the the cheating stick, as you called it? Wouldn't that be like everyone would see that and go, hey man, I fucking hate that thing. <laughs> And little kids I, I might like it, you know, so. I can't see it happening in uh, New Japan because I don't do stuff like this, but I can see that happening in um, All Elite Wrestling or something, like uh, a whole bunch of wrestlers uh, at a at a bar playing pool and then MJF is playing pool and he brings out the cheating stick. Uh, <laughs> you know, something like that just to make you go, oh, fuck you, just that little bit more because uh, he's a great heel. But, yes. Uh... <laughs> fuck, that, fuck that cheating stick thing, though. That's good. That's good. Yeah, you know, who cares if you suck at it? Just, just play properly, Jesus. <laughs> All right, so we got uh, Lij versus uh, God here. So it's uh, Shingo and Sonata versus uh, Tamatonga and Tongaloa. Uh, Chumpy is a super chump in this match, which uh, impressed me greatly. I didn't think he could reach new levels of chump, but he did. <laughs> No, 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 just complete silence. All right, tumbleweed's I fine. Mean, no, it's true. They, he, he's he's taking chump bumps right and left. Oh yeah, but uh, I really I really dug this. It's a very physical match from all four men, which I really liked. And uh, this made me really want to see a Tamatonga versus uh, Shingo Takagi one on one match. Mm-hmm. Really liked the sequence. They really liked them going at it, and I really liked the sequence between Tamatonga and Sonata. There's also uh, this really rad snap German by Tonga Loa. All right, so uh, you know, just in case, uh, you know, can't can't leave uh, Mr. Tonga Loa out. He's 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 uh, he's probably the least best person in that ring, but you know, he's still pretty decent. He's better than Chumpy. Come on. Yeah, he is. Yeah, well, I, you don't you don't usually count the rest, do you? I mean, like, he's a person, okay? He is chumpy, but he does count as a person. He's a person. <laughs> chump bump. Chumpy chump, chump chump. But uh, <laughs> gun stun on Sonata and the G.O.D. win this, this one. Uh, G.O.D. and L.I.J. are on eight points. Uh, Luke, I got two questions for you. One... Do you yeah. do you think that uh, Sonata and Shingo have? I mean, I know they probably haven't reached the ceiling of how good they can be together, but are they coming along? In have they, uh, you know, kind of has this chemistry that they have bloomed as a tag team? Yeah, I think I think it has. I mean, they're wrestling brothers who have pretty good natural chemistry anyway, and I think Shingo and Sonata seem pretty seamless. I think that's a that's a that's a whole shtick with like Lij, isn't it? Like. Their tag matches doesn't matter which one's tagging with which one, they always seem to kind of match the best. And I guess it's because they've got the smallest group, so they wrestle with each other. That's true. That's the true. most. Now, my other question is: this is this this match was kind of never, a little never. 
Does yeah. this get the Neverus Fox seal of approval, even though it's a tag match? Yeah, let's put that in. let's put that in there. there That's it is. why. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I'm happy for Finley to get a title shot and and please lose. No offense, David, um, but Shingo's got the Never title, so get out of here. But um, you know, uh, I would I wouldn't have minded if uh, Tama had pinned Shingo as well. Uh, you know, but I don't think you want to set up, set up two Never matches, but. Uh, I think Tama versus Shingo would be awesome. Yeah, it could be fun. Yep. And I was just about to say, wasn't that a great night? But uh, it's not over yet. No. No, we've got Finjuice versus the Dangerous Techers. And uh, Finjuice let Taichi finish singing. See, they appreciate art as well. They must be fans like we are. <laughs> and this is a great match. Uh, really solid by all men. And, uh, and oh my. Aren't they cooking with uh, David Finley yeah. right now, aren't they? Uh, because uh, the previous match, he pins the uh, the Never Open champion. And uh, this time it's uh, a Pop Fiction kind of sliced bread combo stuff. Really, really emphatic win. It's his second kind of emphatic win, by the way. It's like no roll-ups or any of that bullshit. And David Finley pins Tai Chi which means Finjuice are at eight, and the Tech is also at eight. A couple things. One, we got to correct this, okay? And um, and I've messed it up. You've messed it up. Okay, so Finley doesn't do the slice bread. He does the acid drop, which is a it's a bulldog. It's a, like a, a bull, oh, yeah. you know, so I, we'll get that, and we'll fix that, and I'm sorry, guys. But, uh, you know, we, we try our best, and I know. Hang on. If it, makes you, if it helps you out, Mr. Andy, I'll say it right now, and you can edit it back in. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. All right, ready? Yep. Acid drop. Oh, definitely. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> going to do that. Um, <laughs> this match has everything. It's got cheating. It's got some never shit. It's got high-flying junior stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. This match is like, I don't know, it's one of the most all-encompassing tag matches that we've seen in the tournament. It's fantastic. And, and like I said, if you're going to watch one night of the World Tag League, this was the best night that I saw. Um it was really enjoyable from start, well, from second match to finish, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that first match is... Um, That's not a match, yeah. It's Groundhog Day. Uh, and I say that even though, like, all right, best of Super Juniors, night seven in Osaka. <laughs> and my first uh, thought, Mr. Andy, we're in Osaka, so we're going to get a surprise win. I bet your show beats Hiromu. Uh, unfortunately, I did not tweet that, so there's no proof of uh, me uh, put making that public. But why would I lie about that shit? I'm, 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 how many wrong predictions have I made on this show? Get out of here! All right, <laughs> but uh, that was my thing straight away because they got to have the Shaka in Osaka, which is how kind of Kevin Kelly kind of bends it around and kind of sort of make it maybe rhyme a little bit. But uh, here we go. It's oh my god. It's a new match. Not really. Tomoaki Homa versus Tomoaki Homa and Satoshi Kojima versus Gabriel Kidd and Yoda Suji. This is, uh, in, according to Homa and Mr. Bread, kind of the same match because they do the exact same things. Uh, we got uh, Bread doing machine gun chops on both young lines, which I did like. Uh, Yoda does this standing figure four looking thing, and I'm going to call it the figure six. I liked it. Uh, Baguette of Death on Kid, 
And that's 11 matches and zero points for Hanma. Jesus Christ. So, um, Kid was just a mega heel in this match. He was yelling and being crazy. He's pissed at Kojima. And he even, like, held Kojima's leg when he was trying to do his I'm going to get you bastard uh, elbow thing in the corner. And uh, that's some heel shit. But Suji was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll help you with this. And so, you know, that's all I got to say about this one. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, I really like this next match, which is... Uh, uh, it kind of mirrors last year where um, Mr. Daki only got two points in the tournament, I think. And he got those two points against the young lion in the tournament. I can't remember it's who Ren-Narita. it was. Renarita. I think it was Renarita. Renarita, that's right. Yes, yes, you're correct. Uh, so, yeah, Yuya Uramura versus Daki. And uh, this match starts out hot. And I like, it, uh, I like this because it's a novelty to see a young lion on the outside for so much during a match. But uh, Dalkey beats him up with his pole, of course. And uh, Yuya actually gets the double underhook in. But, uh, you know, uh, the suplex de la luna by Dalkey. Uh, you know, this is the move that we've seen him try to put on other wrestlers all fucking tour. <laughs> and no, 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 no. Yes. And why not more yeses for that move? That move yeah. looks awesome. Yeah. Come on. But the suplex de la luna, and, oh, Dowkey has points. He's on the board, man. Dowkey should have fucking six or eight points by now. This is bullshit because he's putting on so... We've been singing his praises for most of the year. It's cool. So. He's going to be super over coming out of this thing, and that, that's what matters, you know. So he, like you say, he tried to attack before the bell, but Yuya was ready for it, and then, which is crazy. Um, but Yuya Mora was bumping so hard in this match. He took some of the most stiff bumps into the guardrails I've ever seen. They were insane. Like, the guardrails were moving 10 feet from him running into them and shit. Um, <laughs> that was awesome. And then there was this really cool, like, uh, mirror spot here where we had, towards the beginning, uh, Yuyamura countered the Doki Choki with the double-arm suplex, right? And then later in the match, Dookie reversed the double-arm suplex into the Doki Choki, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Um, you know, there's a no- uh, cool false finish where uh, uh, Dookie hit the Daybreak, which is the, like, s- you know, slingshot DDT, and uh, that was pretty sweet. And, man, I don't know. I, I just uh, I really love this. This night was awesome and started out great. Oh, we also, I, I'm sorry, right after this, uh, before we get into the next match, Kojima joined uh, commentary. I don't know why. Fair enough. Man, I wish I could understand what he was saying, too. Oh, man. Probably something. Uh, i got to take some Japanese lessons or something, I think. But the next match, we've got, uh, I'm not the one that, it's, I don't know, maybe some Japanese lessons on tape. Do they still do tapes? Anyway, Robbie Eagles versus Ryusuke Taguchi in a really freaking cool match. And uh, I felt like the whole time they were kind of feeling each other out. Lots of counters in this one. Uh, Taguchi does try some ass madness, but fails. Thank goodness. There's a 619 to uh, Taguchi's butt. Some rolling pins. Then they roll into a ball and roll around, <laughs> which looked like hilarious, but also kind of cool at yeah. the same time. Uh, there's a Dodon counter into the Ron Miller special, which is like this uh, reverse kind of leg blocky thingy that Robbie does. And Robbie on six, Taguchi on six. I thought it was good stuff. Eagles wanted the ref to check the funky weapon before the match, like check it for a weapon, like it is a weapon, dumbass, you know? Um, 
And this match was pretty standard until Taguchi did the running Cactus Jack elbow, but it's the Cactus Jack funky weapon from the apron. That was awesome, man. <laughs> and uh, and then they did a comedy spot, too, where uh, Taguchi was on the ground selling, and Robbie would get up in the corner and try to do an aerial move, but Taguchi was slowly rolling to the other side, and it was all a ruse, because then when uh, Eagles got next to him, he tried to roll him up real quick. That's a great spot. I really enjoyed that. Ah, it was fun. Um, this match was very good, and it may be my least favorite match of the night, even though it was very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember I remember last episode I said that Yu Yu Uemura was outshining Master Wato. Maybe I was a bit hasty because uh, I was just down on one of Wato's matches because uh, <laughs> I've been praising the rest of them, I think, because uh, this match is great. Fuck yeah. Uh, this is Bushi versus Master Wato. Uh, this is like great high flying action with like the more experienced uh, Bushi tending to have the upper hand. I thought. Wato might pull this out, but then there's this fucking awesome code breaker, turn, then then moves into a destroyer, and then an MX and Bushi on eight, then Wato on eight. I thought this was really good high flying fun. These guys have awesome chemistry too, yes. which made me also think like, oh man, this is the future of the junior division. I want to see these guys fight a bunch of times because they did they did fantastic work in this, and I'm watching this. I'm seeing Watto selling his ass off. He's doing his job. He's where he needs to be. And I'm thinking, man, Bushi's timing. That was like my theme. My theme of the episode is good timing. And I'm trying to point out these guys that have had just fantastic timing. And Bushi is awesome at timing. And if you don't know what I mean, just watch one of his matches and watch what he's doing at all times and, and like how he paces the match out, the space in between the moves and how he uses that to kind of communicate things to the audience. It's awesome. Uh, Bushi's really stepped it up in this past like couple couple shows here. And man, this was fucking fantastic. And it really put water over huge, even though he lost. Yep. Absolutely agreed. Oh man, and it, like these next two matches, dude. So violent. So violent. <laughs> Holy shit. So here we go. Taiji Ishimori, the champ, versus El Desperado. You're not sure how this match is going to go because they're both heels, but uh, El Desperado beats uh, Ishimori on the outside, then chokes him with the title. <laughs> Ishimori takes a turn beating him up on the outside. And uh, he's, Ishimori's going for the arm. There's like this cool muffler reversal into the yes lock. And then there's a great yes lock countered into the muffler. Of course, there's a chump bump. Uh, De Desperado tries to use the title. But uh, Ishimori takes it instead. But Chumpy takes it away. Low blow. El Pinche Luco. And El Desperado's been the champion. Holy shit. El Desperado, 10. 10 Ishimori, points. Also 10. That's awesome, man. There's a lot of guys with lots of points and, and a couple guys with none. Um, they, they're they both trying to do some sneaky shit in this match, right? And and there was, oh, a, yeah. was a lot of fun stuff in here. It, like I said, it is extremely violent, all right? Um, there is a long section of this match where they're putting each other in submission holds and just screaming in pain. And you're like, oh, my God. I'm just like, they're going to die. They're going to kill each other is what I'm thinking. They're never going to walk again. I mean, that's that's kind of what they were communicating. And I, I thought that was so awesome. Um, you know, that goddamn chump bump. But I did I do want to give Chumpy a little bit of props here. Is it earlier in the match? 
Um, Desperado used the belt and ref Chumpy refused to count because he saw it. You know, he's like, no, nah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get chumped out this time, you know? So, uh, but then he did chump himself out. So that's how that works. Yeah. But I just love, I the, saw you use that weapon and I'm not letting you get that pin, but I'm, I'm not, not you. you. <laughs> right. So I just, I just thought that the, the violence, you know, in the submissions and the, the kind of desperation and just like pure meanness of these guys against each other was really great. And uh, this is, I thought this match was like, oh, this is going to be definitely the best match of the night. And it was close, but it wasn't. I mean, good Lord. It was so good, though. Definitely watch this. Yeah. So uh, I mentioned earlier I had a feeling about this match, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have cared if I was wrong. I never, I usually don't. But we've got uh, Sho versus Hiromu Takahashi, and we start with a fucking lariat fight. <laughs> Just lariatos against each other. Oh, my God. Sho gets shoved into the railing a lot. It's fucking, oh, my God. There's like a dynamite plunger. There's ch- chain Germans into an armbar. Sunset flip power bombs. More lariats. More counters and more lariats by Sho. It's, and these some of these lariats are brutal. He's got like Hiromu just uh, leaning against the ropes, and he'll just go, you know, bang. And it, oh my god, it looks really nasty. These two beat the shit out of each other, and it's fucking awesome. These two beat each other up like they hate each other, and I don't think they hate each other. I know they're in different factions, but holy shit, you know, <laughs> this was nasty shit. But uh, there's that kind of like spike pile driver that uh, show does. Then the shock arrow and show at 10. Hiromu at 10. Luke, what's this tournament called? Best of the Super Juniors. That's what this match was. This match was yeah. the best of the fucking Super Juniors. Two of the best in the world just tearing it up and putting it all out there. Um, I mean... <laughs> it's as good as it gets. You know, this doesn't, it doesn't really get much better than this. I, I was so sucked into this that I didn't even take notes on it. I was just like, this is fucking amazing. And I couldn't, you know, I'm going to go back and watch it again eventually. Cause it's one of those ones that we, if we had started the, this podcast next year, and this would have been in my match recommends in my first couple episodes, because it's just yeah. so fucking awesome. And it's just really you know, like I said earlier about Hiromu, he is so awesome. And Sho is stepping up. This is another match that we're going to see for years to come. And I'm so happy about it. Yeah, me too. Uh, oh, man. Did we just... Uh, yeah. We talked about all the wrestling, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we did. I kept scrolling down. Last time we did six shows, and I was just like, we've only just done four. Oh, see, that's how much fun I have, boys and girls. Yes. And it's over. Who know? But, uh, man, they were all fun shows. I will say, just uh, just for you, well, not just for you, because we're recording, but for <laughs> you. And uh, everyone listening, uh, this time I'm going to see Friends of Charities tonight, obviously. Do it. Charity. So, uh we are going to miss World Tag League tonight, but uh, if I go to the schedule, 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 that's just different pronunciation. I'm being stupid. I'll be there for uh, Saturday, Sunday, no problem. So, yeah. Well, you know, I'll, I, I, I won't. I, I've tried it. It's not going to work until they start moving these times around. And, you know, I was looking at something. 
and I already have these two days off, so it's okay. But um, and I'm gonna train myself because this is not gonna happen this year. It happened like two years ago. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom's at 3 a.m. this year, my time. All right. So, yeah. which I think is is kind of more on the side where I'm not gonna actually sleep. I think I'm gonna stay up. I got a plan. I'm working on the plan. If I have to like buy some cocaine, I will. Whatever it takes. I'll be I'll awake for both nights. Well, I mean, you can send that to me if you know DM us me your address or DM me for my address, and you can send me cocaine. And uh, anyway, point is, is that um, you know it's, <laughs> it's just four thirty. I can't do it, man. Four thirty is so right in the middle of when I'd be sleeping and or you know or whatever. But anyway, so I won't be there, and I apologize. I mean, Luke's doing his best, you know, and and I don't think he should feel bad for having to miss this stuff. So don't you fucking feel bad, okay, Luke? God damn it. Yeah, it, it does hurt though because like I'll be looking at my my phone and must be like don't touch Twitter. And I've got ADHD. So, you know, you know, I'm going to pick up my phone and be like, do, 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 do. So now I'd be able to touch Twitter for like, you're chugging like water in hours. one hand, you got your phone in the other and you're kicking around this package in the, in the other with your foot. Yeah. I gotcha. I understand. Oh man. I'm still looking at that package. Okay. It's just right there in front of me is a couch and in front of that couch is a table on that table is a parcel <laughs> which Charity teasingly put right in front of my face while I'm recording and it's been staring at me this whole time. You think, uh, do you think that that reminder, that Google reminder, was to put that in front of your face? Was that the Google reminder she got? <laughs> it went off later. <laughs> well, she didn't need the reminder. She'd already done it. That's what it was. Oh, uh, that's that's right. The reminder was there in case you forgot. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, But she didn't know there was a parcel coming today. Uh, you, there's things you, that she knows that you don't know anything about, man. I think she's got yeah. a whole secret life of parcels and all kinds of stuff going on. <laughs> Do you call them parcels in America? Or is this like yeah. a foreign way to you? No, I mean, most people say package. Or if you're from uh, Ohio, you say package. Just like uh, Mean Gene would say that. Package. I don't know why. Package. But, yeah. It's like... Package. It, it, there's a weird dialect around here where, it, you know, people say Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And they say... We do that in Australia. Restaurant. It's not a restaurant. It's a restaurant. It's fucking weird, and I hate it. Uh, we don't do the restaurant one, but sometimes we're like people. Not not so much anymore. When I was a kid and stuff, you'd hear like Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday all the time. It's pretty much been phased out here. Now, but yeah, they, I've heard that shit before. Not the restaurant one. That one's stupid. What so piss, it's the package one. Well, what pisses me off is that that same person, all right, that's saying Tuesday. Let's see. We'll hang out on Tuesday. If you say what day is it, or you t- get them to say the word day, they don't go D. They say day. So which is it, fucker? Okay, so you're like a, a bit of a slang nazi i guess no i am not a nazi of any kind but um (laughs) it does piss you off when you hear stuff like that your whole life it's it's, that's all i'm saying yeah well well (laughs) i want to um kind of got awkward there i'm never i'm not any kind of nazi i'm like all right well yeah. Well, I, I don't want to go. That's probably good. I don't want to go like to the gates of heaven. St. Peter's like, so you were a Nazi. And I'm like, well, I was just a grammar Nazi. And he's like, well, go to hell anyway. You know, I don't want that coming up <laughs> being a problem for me. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah. St. Peter would be like, yep, still counts. <laughs> I know he yeah. listens to the podcast, too. He's a huge New Japan fan. Oh, hey, hey, St. Peter. Um, no Nazis on this podcast, we promise. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, that's a all different right. guy. That's a different guy. Yeah. Oh, well, I shouldn't curse that name. <laughs> that's all right. They're all, Luke, they're all oh, very trustworthy people. Just saying. All right. Um, I'm fucking this up, man. We're both going to hell. Uh, and uh, in, in Gator, <laughs> we trust. Cheater stick. <laughs>